All right, all right. How are we doing this weekend, Faith Promise? Come on. Woo! Welcome to all of our campuses. We're thrilled to have you this weekend. Before we dive in the message, I just want to follow up on something Dylan said. At the movies, we have this weekend and two more weekends, and then we hit the month of August at the movies. We will not have 10,000 people here each weekend because we're doing at the movies. We're going to have tons of people saved, tons of people come because you're going to do what? You're going to invite them. That's right. So you got the cards. We also have door hangers. I want to encourage your small groups at all of our campuses. Just take these and canvas your neighborhoods and hang them on doors and invite them. Tell them this is going to be really cool. We uh, we shot this past week most of the messages at time with the movies. The gospel is going to be so clear. It's going to be off the chain. So I just want to challenge you really to, uh, to, to work, fast, pray, invite, and I think it's going to be an incredible month as we march. Well, this is the, uh, the final weekend of movement that began Thursday. Pastor Zach, our student team, led it. It was incredible. Uh, there were tons of students saved, tons called to missions, tons called to ministry, just off the chain, the worship and the word of God. And, and I have to tell you, not because his last name is Stevens, but he's a man of God, Zach, absolutely, has led our student ministry to a whole nother level. So come on, give my hand, Zach. Bring the heat, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How are we doing this weekend, Faith Promise? You doing good? Good. I hope you're excited. I've been preaching to a bunch of ADHD children for a while, and they're they're hyper and excited and into it. So I'm gonna need you guys to give me a little bit, okay? Uh, so so I ho hope you guys aren't aren't sleepy this weekend. God is doing some incredible stuff at our church, and I hope that we stay grateful for it. Uh, for for I, I just I just pray that God always looks down at the miracles that He's providing us, and He knows that we are grateful. You ever given somebody a gift or something like that, and they weren't grateful? Did you want to continue to give to that person? Probably not. But when you give to somebody who's grateful, you want to continue to give. And I know that God is just getting started on what he's doing at our church. And I am just overwhelmed, so excited. As we've been doing movement conference, uh, man, it has been special. And I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to Pastor uh, for his leadership and how, how he leads. He always just pours out and get, gives the, gives the uh, generation an opportunity to lead. And whenever people bring big dreams to Pastor, he is always going to be a launching pad for those dreams. Uh, and I'm, I'm so excited about that. And not only do I want to thank Pastor, but I want to thank you, Faith Promise, uh, for your generosity. Not only financially, but of your time and everything, how generous you are. And I'd like to actually, I'd like to tell you about some of the fruit of your labor. So I know some of you guys give generously and you serve, you do all these things. Uh, we, we had this dream for Movement Conference, actually me and my family, about seven years ago. I remember uh, Dylan Howell, who's on our staff here, he and I were talking on my dad's back deck. And I was saying, I was, I was working student ministry, I was on our Blunt campus at the time, the student pastor. And I was thinking, what if, what if someday, instead of going away and taking a, just a few kids to, to the beach, what if we stayed here? What if we saw a conference? What if we showed the student ministry? And what if we showed uh, East Tennessee that we don't have to go to the beach to see God move, right? That God can move right here. And I remember four years ago, I, I got the opportunity uh, to start Movement Conference. 
But, but just before I tell you about Movement Conference, uh, that, that year, so five years ago, we took 250 students to, to a beach camp, which is incredible, a blessing. The average church in Tennessee runs 75, so to take that many to beach camp is phenomenal. But from that point where we took 250, after just four years of Movement Conference, we had over 900 people signed up and coming to Movement Conference. Is that not incredible? It's awesome. So God is doing some special things in not the next generation, but the now generation. Uh, that, that's what we tell the student ministry, that they are the now generation. We, we, we do not want to have this deal where we are, we're, we're, we're saying that, hey, hey, this is the next generation, this one does this, and then I, I think that that's a lie and a ploy of the enemy because we're, we're all together. We're one body. And I'm hoping that the younger generation will take their energy and their passion and they will use it to fuel and to push the wisdom of the older generation. And we will come together to be one body so that no, so that no one will go unreached on what God is doing. So they're not the next generation, they're the now generation joining all of us in doing ministry. And, and I don't have all the numbers yet of all the salvations and all the baptisms. But I can tell you this, something we're going to do together. Uh, later on the services, we're going to take a we're going to take a step together in in this in this calling to be a movement of God. We're going to do that all together. And I've been getting text after text of of pictures of those cars that the students did. And I got one actually right before I came on of a student who sent one in who she feels called to mi to be a missionary. This is a high school student, and whenever she's talking about God, what's my movement moment? It wasn't. To, to be less vain. It wasn't to get on Instagram less. It was to take the message of God overseas to pursue people who are far from God. It's incredible. God is stirring in our church, stirring a movement. And you know what I love about our church is it, our mission is too important for us all not to move the same direction. See, so, sometimes you go to other churches and other things, and you'll go to the student ministry, and it's even named something different. At, at Faith Promise, it used to be Catalyst and Remix and, uh, you know, Door Handle, just all these weird different names, right? I told him I last one up. It wasn't even a good one. So it's all these things, but we want to be aligned. That's why we're called FP students, Faith Promise students, right? We want to be aligned. So the mission statement for FP students is FP students exist to help real people with real problems find real love. We are moving and pulling in the same direction. We believe this so much so that when we have big catalyst events like Movement Conference, like Fusion, we actually wrap those events around the theme of the church. So for Fusion... Since this river is, since this year, the theme is new rivers and new, new rivers and new, new rivers and new roads, right? At Isaiah 43. Since that's our theme for fusion, we did the new, we did the new roads of vision. And for movement, we did the, the rivers of provision, the river of provision. And God has done, done something so special, and I cannot wait to share it with you. Now, this may be a little bit scary, but I had some freedom with this weekend. So uh, when it, we just ended a series called I Am Faith Promise where we talked about our six values, right, which I love. I Am Faith Promise. You cut me even before I bleed orange. I know it's hard to believe. I'm a believe faith promise. Me, me I, I met my wife here. I raised my kids here. And when, when we have extra money, one of our first thoughts is hard for the harvest. We, 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 we just, we, we drink the Kool-Aid, okay. It's green and lime green is my favorite color anyway. So we just like it, right. We're, 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 we're bought in. So that series was incredible for me. I loved it. 
But as as we as as I call pastor say pastor get to preach this weekend. What what would you like me to what would you like me to communicate? He said Zach, you got some freedom. What do you feel like God's upon your heart? And as we come to the end, it's, God just lines it up perfectly, like he, like he always does. We come to the end of the I Am Faith Promise series. We talk about our six values, which are, those aren't faith promise specific, guys. Those are, those are things that we found in the Word that we believe God has called us to be as believers, right? That's, that's where we got those from. And as we culminate the I Am Faith Promise series, and if we are celebrating the, the, the end of movement conference, I believe what God wants to talk about today, if we will live out these six values, if we will live them out, propelled by the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit, we will be a movement. The movement not, will not be relegated to the younger generation or to the student ministry or just to God himself if he decides to move. But we, 8,000 strong at Faith Promise, we will be the movement. So what I want to ask, what I want to challenge you, I want to challenge this big statement. Let's be the movement. And if, if I could be so bold to ask you to take notes today or maybe just take pictures of the screen, whatever, because we're going to go through a lot of stuff today this weekend that I, that I believe is going to shake you. But it's going to be something you're going to have to go back and look out throughout, throughout this week in your quiet time and dive down into because God's got something so special for you. Let me give you this. Let me give you this where we're going today. Let me give you this. This is bold. God is calling us to be the river of provision to our world through the Holy Spirit in us. God is calling us to be the river of provision to our world through the Holy Spirit in us. Now, I know this may feel weird because a lot of times we have this culture that kind of relegates the supernatural to God. That's God's job. He'll do that. Like that, that, that he'll, he'll take care of it. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just pray some and, and he'll do that. But I do not believe that that's what I read in Scripture. God has called us to be the movement. Let me pray for us and we'll jump in. God, I just ask you that you would help us be the movement you call us to be that we would be your church, that we would flow wherever you call us to, that we would flood in where there is need, where there is lack. And God, we would fill that, we would fill those places, God, with your love and with your hope and God, with your mission. We love you. It's a pleasure to serve you. God, help us go far beyond our worship, go far beyond my message today. And God, propel us past a moment and into a movement. It's in your precious name we pray. Amen. See, just like our value at Faith Promise, that we elevate those around us, we elevate others, right? God has elevated us to be this river of provision. And I got that out of John 7, 37 through 39. It says this, on the last day of the festival, festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. So will flow from within them. Now, I want you guys to see and know this. If the Holy Spirit in you, if your relationship was, with God was just for you, it wouldn't say flow from within you. It would just say flow within you, right? But it doesn't. It says flow from. That means it's going somewhere. That means this river of the Holy Spirit, this ministry is going somewhere. By this he meant the Spirit whom those who believe in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. Jesus had not yet died on the cross, risen from the dead for our sins, and been seated at the seat of the Father whenever he said this, but now he has. Now Jesus has went to the cross, let them peel all the skin off his back, pull the beard off of his face, let them spit on him and mock him just so that, he called that glorified, by the way. The reason that he called that glorified so that he could die on the cross and save me and you, it's incredible. 
But he did that now that he is glorified. He has elevated us like we do to others at Faith Promise. He has elevated us so that we can move and be the movement. Now, let me tell you, this is deep. This is deep and complicated, okay? I, but but I've, I've studied my Greek and Hebrew just so I can give this to you. For us to be a movement, we're going to have to move. I know, I know. It's deep. I, I dug that out of the scripture myself. For us to be a movement, we are going to have to move. For us to be a movement. Now, here's what I want. I do not want this to be a warm, fuzzy weekend. I do not want this to be a moment. I want this to be a movement. That's why we named it Movement Conference. That's why the church is called to be a movement, or else we would have called it Moment Conference. And, and, and after salvation, after Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that would have been the end of the Bible if it was just supposed to be a moment of salvation. But it's not. It's supposed to be a movement where we go out and affect the world through what he's done in us. That's who God has called us to be. Now, that, now what, what propels us into a supernatural ministry as natural people is the Holy Spirit inside of us. See, when you get saved, God puts the Holy Spirit in you. It gives you that supernatural charge, right? The same Spirit that lived in Jesus also lives in you. Now, that, that's a, that Holy Spirit, that wasn't just talked about in, with, in and with Jesus. It's something that's in the Bible all th all from Genesis, right? So there's actually a prophecy, um, in, a, a prophecy about the Holy Spirit in Ezekiel 47. It makes it very clear, and I actually want to walk through that with you and pull out some things that God has called us to do. Because what, remember what I said, we have to be able to move to be a movement. We have to be able to move to be a movement. So I want to give us some moves that we need to make to be the movement. Because I don't know about you, but the world that I see is desperate for a move of God, desperate for movement from his people. So let's read through this together. This will be in Ezekiel 47. I'm going to start in verse 1. The man brought me back to the entrance of the temple. Can I just stop right there for a second? God will bring you back. There's already just this soon in the message, there are already people who are saying, I can't do this, this isn't for me. God will bring you back. God will care for you. God knew where you'd go. You didn't start the river of your salvation. That means you can't sustain the river of your salvation. God started it. God will sustain it. And what God did for you is sufficient, and he will always bring you back. So it doesn't matter where you've been. God will bring you back, just like he did Ezekiel in this passage. He said, I saw water coming from under the threshold of the temple towards the east. For the temple will face east. If, if you don't know, when Jesus comes back, he'll come back from the east. You can read about that in Ezekiel 43. The water was coming from under the south side of the temple and under the altar. And then he brought me out through the north gate. This is important. So he showed him where the, the, this, this, this water that represents the Holy Spirit is coming out of the temple. And then he let him out, out around the north gate. And let me around the outside of the outer gate facing the water that was trickling from the temple. So he let him out around. So he's outside, then there's the gate, then there's the temple. And he's looking and he's watching. Now this is huge, this is very important. Because here, here's what we need to know. Whenever Jesus was here, when Jesus was here, they couldn't stop him. The devil tempted him, we see that in Luke chapter 4. The devil tempted him, tried to stop him, but he couldn't. So Jesus died on the cross and rose again for our sins, and he was victorious. When Jesus comes back... He will be victorious. It says in Ezekiel 43 that he will go through the east gate, which I don't know if you know this, the, 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 there was a, a Muslim uh, that took over, Muslim empire, the Turks, who took over Jerusalem, and they actually sealed up the east gate with 16 feet of concrete, of cement, 
Why? Because they wanted to try to keep Jesus from coming back. And they even tried to put icing on the cake by putting a Muslim cemetery right on the outside because they said, you know what? A holy man would not walk across the cemetery. But I don't know about you. Jesus walked on a dead body that was Zach when he brought me back and saved me. Amen? So that's not going to apply. So here's my question. If it didn't stop Jesus in the past, and it won't stop Jesus in the future. Let me ask you, will obstacles stop Jesus now? And now, now before we just, you know, no way it stopped Jesus. Jesus is doing his ministry now through the Holy Spirit in you. So let me ask you a little different. Are you letting obstacles stop the river of the Holy Spirit from flowing out of you into the world? Because as I studied this passage, you know that that, that that trickle that was coming out of the temple was flowing towards that seal gate and it found a way. That's actually the first move I want to tell you. The first move is you have to know, because the battle starts in your mind, know that water finds a way. Know that water finds a way. The Holy Spirit in you, the river of the Holy Spirit in you, it will find a way. All you have to do is be there and be constant. That's what makes water so strong. Water is constant. Water is not about a position. It's about a mission. It's always pushing. It's always grooving. It's always trying to find a way. What about the Holy Spirit in you? What does that look like? Because let me tell you this, the Holy Spirit in us always finds a way. The Holy Spirit doesn't quit, but we tend to. But we can't. Because we, what Jesus wants to do, the revival of the kingdom that he wants to bring, will be through us. Let's continue to read. In Ezekiel 47, 3 through 5. As the man went, this is the angel of God taking Ezekiel around, around. As the man went east with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits and led me through water that was ankle deep. Measured off another thousand cubits and led me through water that was knee deep. Measured off another thousand cubits and led me through water that was waist deep. He measured off another thousand cubits. And now, that, now there's a river that I could not cross because the water had risen. It was deep enough to swim in. A river that no one could cross. Let me tell you this. Move number two. Move number two for us to see movement is to get deeper. See, see what, what happens with so many of us is we get saved, but we never leave the temple. We get saved, but, but we're not meant to stay in the temple. We, we're, we're meant to leave. See that Holy Spirit, that river is flowing out. But you know what so many of us are doing? We're sitting there and holding on to the threshold. Remember it said, that the, it said that the river was flowing over the threshold, but we've got our fingers clenched at that threshold saying there's no way I'm letting go because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. It said that no man could cross out there. Nothing could make it out there. But if I hold on here, I'm in control. But can I tell you this, church? Your doubts, your fears, your insecurities will never drown in the trickle. What we have to do is we have to be bold enough to surrender and let it take us out. We have to get deeper. Because let me tell you this. This is truth. A shallow relationship with the Holy Spirit will lead to shallow results. A shallow relationship with the Holy Spirit, a shallow surrender will lead to shallow results. We have to let go. We have to let go of our stranglehold on the threshold and let us take it out. I know it. I know it's hard. I know it's scary. I know it. But where you end is where God room begins. And I don't know about you, the biggest prayers in my life, even if I had a million dollars, I couldn't solve them. A million dollars can't heal cancer. A million dollars can't evangelize my friend. The only thing, the things that I need most can only be done by this ministry, this supernatural ministry of the Holy Spirit. Let's keep going. In Ezekiel 47, and this is in, this is verses 6 and 11. These are big. It says, he asked me, son of man, do you see this? You know what this is? 
This is the first time in history that this was ever said. If you hear me say I am. I said it wrong. What is it? If you're listening, say I am. Sorry, Dad. If you're listening, say I am. That was, sorry, I don't know. So I listen when he preaches, I swear. Okay, so he said, son of man, do you see this? That was the original one. He said, hey, do not miss this. Look. So when we read that, we have to look. And I want you to see, I think, something he wants us to see today. In verse 11 it said, but the swamps and the marshes will not become fresh. They will not become fresh, for they will be left for salt. This is big. This is big. Actually, the move number three I want you to see is do not miss this. Do not miss it. Do not miss the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Because actually, you know, do you know why the marshes and swamps will not be made fresh? It's because they're stagnant. It's because they don't move. It's because there's no outlet. It's because it never, it never goes anywhere, right? And that, that's why it's stagnant. Some of, us, some of us, we don't understand why there's no life, why there's, why there's no new. And it's because we're stagnant. We're, 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 we're not moving. Just like, just like the man of God asked Ezekiel, he said, do you see this? I want to ask, do you see this? Well, you may say, well, what do you mean? What, do I see what? Do you see the Holy Spirit moving in your life? And if you would say no, let me, let me ask you a follow-up question. Do you ever see yourself moving when he calls you to? Because if the Holy Spirit is in us and he calls us to move and we don't move, we shouldn't ask questions when the Holy Spirit doesn't move. Because God has placed him in us for us to be the movement. The vehicle God has chosen, this is crazy. The vehicle God has chosen for the gospel is you and I. It's Faith Promise Church. Now that's crazy. The ministry of the Holy Spirit, you've been hand-selected for, for such a time as this. So we cannot miss it. The enemy wants to stop us and let us be stagnant so that there'll be no life coming from us. So let me tell you this. You can't sit still and see revival. You can't. You can't sit still and see revival. I desperately want to see revival. But God has really challenged me as of late to say, Zach, do not dare pray for revival again if you won't live for revival. Zach, do not pray for revival if I, if I don't turn around and look behind me and see a bunch of other Zachs that I've developed to be workers in the harvest. He says, Zach, I'm not going to give you the opportunity to lead hundreds to Christ if you've got nobody to disciple them. If you've got nobody to care for them, are you reproducing your leadership? Are you raising up workers for the fields? Because sure, pray for revival, pray for revival, pray for revival. But are you living for revival? Because remember, the Holy Spirit lives in me. So if this right here is the only place that the Holy Spirit goes, well, the, the, the living water that's supposed to be flowing from me onto others never leaves. It's called to leave. It's called to go like we are. Where we go, we take the Holy Spirit. You can't sit still and see revival. And that, let me tell you, I believe this. God has said this. There is more in you and there is more for you than you believe. So let's keep on reading in Ezekiel 47. This is Ezekiel 47, 8 and 9. And then he said, he said to me, the water flows towards the eastern region and goes down to the Arabah where it enters the Dead Sea. Now get this, there's this there's river of life. Then there's the Dead Sea. They're about to come together. They, they cannot stay life and death. One has to win. Okay? That's how it is. 
There, 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 there's no participation trophy here, all right? There's life and there's death. There will be one victor here. So you go. When it empties into the sea, the salty water will be made fresh. So life wins out. Maybe you've seen that in your life where you've had Jesus coming at you and you've had your flesh and you've seen God win out. You've seen that God's love overcomes the shame that you feel. You've seen that. But not, it, doesn't just, it doesn't just stop by making it fresh. It says swarms of living creatures will live everywhere the water flows. Everywhere the water flows, there will be life that follows it. There will be a large number of fish because this water flows and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Where the river flows, everything will live. That's why move number four, we have to rush out like a river. We have to rush out like a river. I don't know if you've ever been like, like whitewater rafting or something like that, but I've been whitewater rafting, and it's gotten intense, and I'm just sitting there like, why is this water in such a hurry? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you, I just want to tube and chill out. Like, why is this thing? It's like, it's like it's got somewhere to be. But yet, if you could put on your spiritual goggles and look at the river that rushes out in our life at work and at home, does that water look like it's in a hurry? Or does it look like a swamp? I don't know if you've ever been to a swamp, but since the water sat still so long, it starts to stink. Whenever you look at your life, do you say, this stinks spiritually, and now all around it's starting to stink. You were made for more. See, the river rushes out. See, actually, in your seat, there's this card. It's called My Movement Moment. It's what it says. Actually, I want you to grab it. So I want you, I want you to have it, because this is something I'm going to challenge you to do and to be. In students, we, we had them fill this out. Because we, we didn't want them just, for it just to be a moment. We want it to be a movement. And God will take our moment, and if we're faithful, we'll turn it into a movement. And you may say, well, Zach, I, I don't know all this scripture. Zach, I can't preach like you can. Or Zach, I can't pray for all that. I, 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 can't, I don't have this or that or this. God's not asking for a bunch of gifts. God's just asking for a yes. Is that not crazy? Whenever Jesus fed the 5,000, did he ask for a big ribeye roast? No, he asked for a happy meal. He asked for somebody's yes, and they brought him a yes, and he fed 5,000 men, probably 25,000 individuals with a happy meal. All God needs is a yes. If he's got this old, used to be a pervert and selfish and lazy, and he's got me up here, he can put any of us to work. All he needs is a yes. I want to challenge you. What is your yes that you haven't given to God yet? If, if we would all, 8,000 strong, put our yes on the table, we'd see the movement. We'd see the movement that our, our, our world is starving for. My movement is. So your yes is the moment, but what's your action to make it a movement? I had a, I had a bunch of pictures of the students, and I'll, I'll post them so you could see them. But in, in, in one of the last services when I preached this for the first time, it wouldn't work. And I guess it's because God wanted me to share with you mine. Which, to be totally honest, I, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather not. I feel like I'm transparent enough. I feel like God's kicking me while I'm down here. Um, but I filled this out while I was at movement. My yes is to be and to do whatever you've called me to be and to do, Dad. Whatever my dad, whatever my heavenly dad has called me to be and do is what I'll do. My movement moment is killing the parts of Zach that still hold on. Pride, insecurity, fear, doubt apathy. It's my moment. And then that's my movement. Because that's not, that doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to articulate to the church I call home. But 
what feels worse is seeing where our world is and seeing people not moving towards it. And I don't want to be guilty of that. Because if we'll go, life will follow. It's actually what we were designed to do. In Matthew 28, 19, 20, whenever Jesus is about to go to heaven and be glorified, like we talked about earlier, Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He just said go. Whenever you transliterate, transliterate out this Greek, when it says go, it just says as you are going. And let me tell you this, this is true. The kingdom will come when we go. The kingdom will come when we go. We need to stop asking Jesus when you're going to come back, and we need to start going. Because you know what? We'll actually all be really sad if Jesus comes back for all of our friends and family have been witness to. You know what I'm saying? I, I personally, I get terrified if somebody says Jesus is coming back soon. Because I still have friends that don't know Jesus. See, Jesus is sending me out in preparation for him to flood in. Jesus is asking me and you to flow out in preparation for him to flood in. Let me give you one more move that we need to make, the fifth one. Ezekiel 47, 12, it says, The fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows. That water of the Holy Spirit flows. Their fruit will serve as food for their leaves, uh, their uh, food and their leaves for healing. Let me tell you this, guys. The fruit won't fail. The fruit won't fail. The fruit won't fail. I know you're scared. I know there's things in front of you that you don't think you could do, but your fruit won't fail because it's not dependent on you. Jesus started the river of salvation. Jesus will sustain the river of salvation, and it will be sufficient for what he's called you to do. I promise it will be. The fruit won't fail. But see, we just have a, we have a bad outlook on things. See, if I didn't provide food for my family, for my kids to eat, you would look at me and say I'm a bad dad. But if I never provided them spiritual food to eat, you would say, ah, you're busy. That's messed up. Fine, my daughter grows up and she can eat. Yeah, and then she goes to high school and thinks the only way she's going to find affection is the arm of some dude. We just have a, we have a wrong outlook. We, our lives should be feeding people. Does your life provide sustenance for others? And it says leads for healing. You know that we go up for forgiveness and out for healing. When's the last time you prayed and asked God to heal somebody? There's people I beg God every day to heal. Because if God doesn't heal it, it's not going to get healed. If God doesn't restore her, she won't be restored. There's nowhere else I can take it. The biggest things in my life, I need God to move on. Or they can't move. And let me tell you this too, right here, it says the fruit, the, the trees will bear fruit every month. They can bear fruit every month because the DNA has changed. On a regular fruit tree, they can bear once a year. But God's people... They constantly have the fruit that they need to feed and heal those around them. The fruit won't fail. When you're source of the Holy Spirit, you can't fail. When the source is the Holy Spirit, you can't fail. Let me tell you this. Let's do more than hope to see a movement. Let's be a movement. The world can play the victim card, not God's people. Let's do more than hope to see a movement. Let's be a movement. Let me remind you this one more time. God is calling us to be the river of provision to our world through the Holy Spirit in us, you and me. Now maybe you've never started this relationship with Jesus. You've never drank this water of salvation. 
And that's where it starts. And if today you've been, you've been, you've been listening to this, you're like, man, I want this. I want salvation. I want to be saved. All you are is a confession away. And actually, if you would at all of our camps, would you bow your head, close your eyes with me? Would you just, just listen to the sound of my voice? It says in Romans 10, if you confess through your mouth that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, that God raised him from the dead, that you'll be saved. So let's do that confession together right now. At Faith Promise, you do not do things alone. Let's confess that right now. Would you repeat after me and say, Jesus, I know I've sinned, but I know you came to make a way. You made a way to my dead heart and made it alive. Be Lord of my life. Heal my life. Be my first love. Amen. Hey, can we celebrate the people who gave their life to Christ? Come on. Amen. That's incredible. Hey, we can't wait to walk this life with you. You know whenever water loses its power and it's when it starts to evaporate, and that's when the water molecules separate from each other and go away. We don't do that together. We don't do that. We stay together. So if you just gave your life to Christ today, we're about to enter into our time of generosity. Can I encourage you? There's a seat back pocket in front of you. There, there's a communication card. Will you fill that out? Let us contact you. Let us love on you. Let us connect with you. Let us pursue you. Let us be a part of this raging, rushing river that's going to change our nation. Let's do that together. So we're about to enter into a time of generosity, which is who we are as a church, because it's who our God is that we serve. And I'd like to tell you a story of one of our ministry partners, which is Emerald Youth Foundation. See, there's this girl named Bella. Uh, and whenever she was 15, she was living in a refugee camp in Zimbabwe because where, in her region there was civil war and a mass genocide going on. But with the assistance of an inter, uh, international organization, she was able to get to actually to Knoxville, Tennessee, and her and her family. And she, goes to, she went to Fulton High School. But she was connected with the Emerald Youth Foundation and had a mentor, much like we do through groups and other, we serve others here at Faith Promise. That's why we do it. And when she graduated high school, uh, she was just going to just live her life, just, just try to survive, really. And her mentor said, no, you need to go to college. There's more in you. And she elevated her, just like we do at Faith Promise. And she elevated her. She ended up going to college. And she ended up getting a degree, right, in health profession, uh, as a health professional. And she said that she was going to go back to Africa. She was going to go back, and she was going to bring health and wholeness to the people that she once lived with. That is why we're generous. We're generous. We are generous people because we serve a generous God. Listen, I know you have strongholds. I know you have fears. You can do it. Not just be generous. I know you can be generous, but beyond that, you can do ministry. You can pray for people. You can go to God's throne anytime you want. You, you can do it. Live free. Live powerful. Live because you got God's spirit living inside of you. That's one of the many reasons that we can and should be generous. Can I pray before we give? God, we're so grateful. God, just that, that we know that we should give is a supernatural gift. And we, and we will not take it for granted, Let's Father. Give them a moment to collect the, the fact that we know giving to the supernatural is more important than our, 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 our bills and the, the rat race of wealth and all this stuff, God, that is a gift. So, God, thank you. We're grateful, and we will live in it. Thank you so much for this opportunity. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Let's, Let's worship about a minute, in our please. generosity.